0: If you want to be extraordinary, you just really have to do that extra work.
1: All right, howdy folks. It's good to have you back here on The Change-Up. My name is Will, and I'm excited to be your host today. The Change-Up is a new podcast about the moments, ideas, people, media, and experiences that change our lives. Every episode, I'll talk to someone new about a topic that changed their lives. Since the podcast is still getting on its feet, I'd really appreciate it if you would follow, subscribe, and leave a good review if you can. This will help more people see the content I'm producing and help grow our community as well. Last week, I talked to my friend Justin about religion, reality, and questioning our intuitions. And today, I'm really excited to bring you a conversation with a new friend of mine, Mr. Derek Fung. He and i met through a mentorship program at the university of british columbia and he was gracious enough to agree to join me on my podcast today derek studied english and education at ubc and then proceeded to get his mba through a joint program at queens and cornell while working as a project manager derek was able to work for companies like telus and ea now he works as an independent it consultant perhaps my favorite fun fact about derek is that he created and ran a local dodgeball league in vancouver called 604 dodgeball Without further ado, here's my conversation with Derek about being raised in an Asian family and the value of hard work. Hi, Derek. Thank you for coming on the show today.
0: Hey, Will. Good to
1: be here. Awesome. Thank you. So for those of you who don't know, Derek and I met through a mentorship program at our university, at the University of British Columbia. And we only met a little while ago, but we had an awesome conversation. and I'm excited to have him here on my podcast today. So, Derek, I'd love to hear a little bit about what are some of the experiences, moments, ideas, realizations that have changed your life over these years? Well, so it, I mean, it really
0: comes down to my parents. Um, well, it, it wasn't like one time event, um, that, uh, happened and it just gave me the aha moment. But, um, I mean, it's basically the culture that my parents instilled on in us, my, my brother and I, um, you know, just seeing how narrowly focused they were, uh, to provide a better life, um, all their struggles and hardships, uh, tremendous financial hardships, um, and sacrifices they've given us um, ever since I can remember. Um, and even until now, I'm, all the high expectations as well. Um, and frankly, you know, just seeing them struggle and um, thinking, you know, is my life in the future going to be like that um, really opened my eyes. Um, and lastly, of course, the the dreaded fear of disappointing your parents when you're a kid, you're thinking, okay, you know, they're my heroes and you really want to, um, you know, Obviously, make them proud.
1: Totally, I think I think everybody feels that 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 I mean, pressure to make your parents proud. But it sounds like maybe you felt it a bit more acutely than everybody else in some ways, or than some other like subgroups of people. Um, I wanted to bring up something you said just at the very beginning. You said they were very like narrowly focused. What did you mean by that? Uh, I mean, what I meant was they were really focused on just making the bottom line um, mm.
0: and just improving our life. Um, you know, our education uh, where we lived, um, and just uh, being able to afford, um, you know, university in the future, um, saving up money and paying down the mortgage, buying a newer, you know, bigger place. Uh, because we actually lived in a, in a pretty small apartment. Um, you know, one of those dingy apartments that, um, we, you know, you can smell the old wood going into there and, um, it's like a one level place. Um, obviously it's very nice and cozy that we can all be together, but, uh, it was definitely something that you don't, you don't want to be there long term for your family.
1: Yeah. That's totally understandable. Yeah. How long yeah. were you guys
0: in that apartment? Um, I think it was probably like about five, six years kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and was then when we you were
1: like a, a young child.
0: Yeah. Young child. And then we moved uh, from there and we, we, you know, we kind of slowly moved from place to place until we kind of found uh, a more comfortable, um, you know, place for the family with like, you know, actually our own uh, bedrooms and, and whatnot. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. where were your parents born and raised? I'm curious. Were they born in Canada or elsewhere? Uh, they were born in Hong Kong.
0: And, okay. Yeah, and they moved over to, uh, you know, they, they're actually both nurses uh, in their, oh. their original careers, um, and they moved over to UK for education, and then uh, eventually migrated over to immigrated over to Vancouver, uh, um, actually, oh, okay. not Vancouver, cool. but Okukulum. Yeah.
1: Interesting. And when when did
0: they immigrate? Just ballpark uh, it, it could be a bit hard. I would say like about forty, uh, close to fifty years now.
1: Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. And you were—and you were pretty much born and raised exclusively here, right? I'm what they call a banana—yellow um, <laughs> on the outside
0: and sorry, uh, yellow on the outside, but white on the inside. <laughs> I have to think about
1: what a banana looks like. <laughs> have, to, have to reflect a little bit. What is a banana? Okay, yeah, okay, we're back on it. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, probably I, sorry, not- I just was going- <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: Um, no, I, I, I was going to add. Um, You're asking about, uh, you know, what was the, the moment that kind of opened up my eyes. I, I think I want to add to that as well. I, I also remember when I was young, um, I was walking uh, in Chinatown with my grandma, mm-hmm. and um, you know, she was holding my hand. We were going through uh, all, all the grocery stores and all the alleys, and you know, getting the food and. um, and we, we would often stumble upon uh, a lot of homeless people. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, you know, they were, uh, some of them were, were high on drugs and, you know, they were, uh, seemed like they had mental health issues. And I remember asking my grandma, like, why are these people here? And like, why are they not with their families or why don't they have a home and they're just sleeping on the ground? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think. Taking that opportunity, my my grandma used it and said, uh, "Well, maybe because they didn't listen to their parents or they didn't uh, go to class, right?" So, <laughs> I think if there was a aha moment, I would have to definitely say that that uh, obviously um, you know etched something in my memory, and made me feel like okay. I, you know, obviously, you know, I want to listen to my parents <laughs> now, yeah. I mean, we all know, you know, the the struggles are real in downtown and obviously there's more mm-hmm. than just of course. that course. but
1: uh, yeah. So. It's interesting still that she, she chose to say those things to you. Like, I think it does, it reflects something about the way probably she was brought up. Hey,
0: I think so. I think in Asian culture, it's, it's obedience, um, focus on education and, you know, listening to your parents, your parents know, well, don't question what they have. Right.
1: Yeah, totally. Have you, I'm curious. Have you ever read the book Outliers before? It's by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, I you know I heard of that book, but I actually haven't had a chance to read it. Mm-hmm. I I would highly recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. Firstly, secondly, it brings up an interesting thought about from that book that I I was actually just reading it a while ago. It talks about why there's kind of this stereotype that that. Asian people or people of Asian descent are harder workers than other than other cultures and mm-hmm. the fact that the stereotype is not only true but like why it's true and totally. correct me if I'm wrong at any point or if I'm mis saying something or anything but it comes from like back in like what you might call like feudal um, feudal times or medieval times when people would work in the rice patties and back then everybody was kind of working for themselves and you would rent the land from like a landlord. And if you made a lot of rice that year and the rice was a good quality, you got to keep it all and you'd make a big profit. Whereas in like feudal Europe or medieval Europe, you pay like all of your, all of your farming or agriculture to like the Lord who owned the land. And so people from, of Asian descent and Asian countries given that they could take their own profits if they worked harder and made more money and were self-disciplined, mm-hmm. that kind of is ingrained in them. And there, oh man, there's a great quote from that book. I think it goes something along the lines of, you know, the person who is able to rise uh, who is able to get up before the sunrise 360 days a year never fails to make his family rich. And I think that's such a it's such a telling quote. But I think yeah. um, that 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 book posits, and whether it's correct or not, it says that, you know, this um, this cultural legacy is what they call it, of working it really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Is still per it's still um it's still viewable or it's still obvious today, um, because you know we see it in like a like a stereotype of Asian people being really hard workers, and being really good at math, and those things are correlated: being a hard worker and being good at math. Have shown are shown to be really connected or tied together. But I'm curious: right, do you think that is the case? That not necessarily that it came from you know the farming way back in the day, but that there is that there is that culture in Asian families.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, if if an Asian person uh, had a dollar they would probably
1: spend 90 cents of that on education. If they had a dollar, they would spend 90 cents on education. Yeah, that is a lot, but really take the time to let that sink in. That's the weight that some cultures place on education. And obviously there are exceptions and other cultures place a similar emphasis on the value of knowledge. But I know many Western school systems certainly do not. Think about how many schools in North America alone don't have enough funding. There are too many to count, unfortunately. Why does education matter so much to Asian populations in the first place? Well, Derek thinks it's because they really care about building something for the generations to come. In his family and in others he's observed, people focus intently on creating a better life for their children than the one that they had. And education is seemingly the way to do it. But uh, that's my observation.
0: They're, they're focused on their, on their kids. Um working hard. I mean, I remember my mom, um, she would do back to back shifts as a nurse. So she'd do an eight hour shift. And then if someone didn't show up for the next shift, they would ask her if she's willing to do another eight hours. So, you know, she would work 16 hours just to make that extra overtime. And, uh, whenever Christmas came, people would try to avoid working on Christmas, new year's day. She'd be the one raising her hand being, I want those shifts. I don't care if I have, you know, um, no Christmas party or, or I'm going to be away or I have to be awake um, more hours than, you know, I want to, but you know, I want to make that overtime hours. Right. So, um, wow. Yeah. Just seeing that, um, definitely just resonate, resonated with me.
1: Like absolute dedication there. And like that idea of like the harder I work, the the, the more that comes my way. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that's, a, that is a, you know, it's an attitude that like, you know, has obviously created great success, I think, but a- along a similar line i have a friend as well who is like from like a family an asian family and he feels like he's they're very disciplined so much that it it, it is upsetting to him sometimes and he feels doesn't oh, like yeah. have enough freedom i have so lots I of those stories <laughs> oh really do you, I'm, I'm curious do you feel the same way like that maybe it like not that it was a bad thing overall for you but that like it was definitely very as, as, at least as a kid growing up and probably through your teen years especially that it felt like your freedom was being taken away or like that you were being like forced to work harder than you wanted to do you feel that at all
0: oh absolutely i mean there's definitely lots of compromises um mm. you know in, in this i guess whatever you call this pursuit uh, i remember you know i would have piano lessons organ lessons um english tutor math tutor french tutor uh, wow. all in the same week and swimming lessons on the weekend and you think like oh like why can't i just play with uh, my friends at the playground after school why do i have to rush yeah. to go home eat a snack and you know go go meet my french tutor kind of thing right um mm-hmm. and not only that i mean like you know little annoyances i would i remember going to um i mean my mom she would never turn on the heat in the house so um i always complain i'd be like oh my gosh mom it's freezing in the house i get super annoyed when i wake up it's just like cold Um, or when I turn on the hot water, to take a shower, the hot water is warm. And I'd be like, you know, why can't we just crank up the heat a little bit? And she's like, well, I'm not cold. Um, and then I look at her and I'm like, well, cause you're wearing like five layers of clothes (laughs) and slippers. Of course you're not cold. Right. So, um,
1: you know, it's it's really telling though. Yeah. It's really telling. Yeah. I mean, overall would, do you think. It, just in your individual case, not overall, but do you feel like your parents may have been like too harsh on you, or do you think they were like think the, the values they instilled in you like gave you the tools you need to succeed today in a good way? Like overall, what do you think?
0: I think so. I mean, I think there could have been a bit of balance on my mom's end. Mostly, um, my dad mm-hmm. was, you know, less, um, you know, so far out in that spectrum. But um, I would say, yeah, I mean, definitely, like there, um, some of those habits uh, rubbed off on me it's hard not, not to have been. So I think, you know, looking back, it is a good thing, right. You know, you do end yeah. up, you know, things like delayed gratification, um, you know, watching, you know, your spending and all that kind of thing. Right. It's, um, they're it, it definitely good traits to have.
1: Totally, I think I see like the opposite thing happening in families of like probably like white ethnicities mostly, but the the parents being like you know too easy on the kids quote unquote. You know that's just a generalization, obviously, and it's a it's a stereotype, and those have been proven to not always have grounds and stuff like that. But you know, grow, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and in a predominantly mm-hmm. white town, and I definitely saw a lot of you know kids growing up in wealthy families and not learning the work ethic that their parents had. Um, and so i think that that is like a you know it's a huge mistake if you're able to like even if you can survive off your parents wealth if you never learn the if you never learn the work ethic it takes to get that yourself it it, it feels hollow in some ways
0: yeah yeah I, mean, I don't know if it's like a you know a caucasian versus um an asian or or mostly just a western i mean i see a lot of mm, yeah um i mean even for, for myself and, and some of my friends you know we we do a lot easier on our kids i think because um we we never had it as hard right whereas i think you know whether you're um you know caucasian or asian whatever like if you come from an immigrant family um you know i think it's difficult coming from um you know a different country and, and not knowing anyone and and just starting fresh right so um yeah i don't know if it's a culture thing or just where you came from or or whether you're you just white or Asian, right? <laughs> it yeah. could be a
1: combination of everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you made a good point at the beginning there about it not necessarily being like, a, oh, you're a white person, you're, a, you're an Asian person, more of like, a, it's a culture thing of like, oh, it's a Western culture, it's a an Asian culture yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And then the second thing I also wanted to say was, was what you said about like oh, the people who Im- like immigrants, you know, working hard and stuff like that. I was talking to a friend the other day as well. And he was saying that in, in a class they were talking about, you know, why do so many immigrant families typically start businesses and then those businesses end up being successful. Mm-hmm. And you know, the prof was saying, you know what, it could be because if you think about the person who's willing to immigrate, that person is probably a risk taker. Cause right, picking yeah. up your home, moving your family, that's a risk. So we know risk takers tend to start businesses and tend to, you know, work hard and stuff like that. Not all risk takers are hard workers and whatnot that's you know you know it's difficult to say that the two are the same but we see people who take risks immigrate and we also see them then start businesses and so i think that's an interesting correlation i not as a correlation but like a different an interesting tie between the two and then you know immigrant families who are coming from cultures where hard work is really valued that is an excellent combination i feel like firstly you're a risk taker secondly you're a hard worker right I oh think yeah that, that yeah. is a great those are two great skills for success hey eh? That's a combination for like just success.
0: Period, right? Yeah, no Um, matter what. Yeah, I mean, I remember we uh, we had to get a nanny for our kids when they were younger, Um, and um, you know she was a Filipino lady, um, super nice, always cheerful. Um, And I was like, okay, after her shift ended, I'd be like, you know, where are you going? She's like, well, I'm going to Seven Eleven. I'm like, what? You just spent like six hours at my house. You're going to Seven Eleven to to work another eight hours. And I'm like, aren't you going to be tired? She goes, no, I got to go to another job after a cleaning job. <laughs> so I'm like, why are you doing this? And she's like, well, you know, I got to, um, you know, I'm trying to save money for my kids. They want to come from the Philippines to to Canada, so, you know, we have to do what we can. And you know, she's also studying to be, um, you know, I, I think a nurse or something or some kind of like caregiver and wow. in, in a old old folks' home. Um, so it's yeah, I think when you have that that grit and um, you know the you know, the i guess when the immigrants because they're probably more risk um adverse and or risk taker sorry
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it's just a combination for um you know hard work
1: yeah i a hundred percent agree I, I i find it really admirable like i was talking to some friends too and i was saying you know moving they, they were um international students so they were coming from another country to study in canada and i was saying like i really admire that that attitude and that willingness to take the risk of like yeah. picking up your life moving to another country you know for them it's even a little bit easier because they're right. moving for school they know they'll have a place to live they'll know they have an occupation which is being a student and they know they're gonna have friends because you're gonna live in a dorm with some people or you're living like a little community being ubc but moving without all that you're just moving like hopefully i can find a job hopefully there's a place i can afford rent and, like that is a risk and like you know it sounds like a lot of people come with that, you know, not only want to take the risk, but also willing to do the work then to, to make sure it all works out because they're not going to take the risk knowing that, you know, they're not going to work hard. Oh really well, yeah. And
0: also like, you know, not only that, like wherever they came from, they probably had this shitty life, um, mm-hmm. and they faced all these hardships. And when they come to Vancouver, man, like, you know, I'm pretty sure when you see the mountains, you see the water, you see all the opportunities, you know, that's just going to give you that extra push, right. To, um, you know, work super hard so you can stay in this expensive city and, you know, Mm -hmm. raise your family and and buy your property, whatever you want. Right. Because uh, where they're coming from is probably not going to be as, as good as, you know, where, where they want to be, which is the city,
1: right. Or a better place that they immigrate to. Just being in the place that you want to be like being, feeling like you succeeded is almost the best motivation to continue to succeed in a lot of ways, right? Like people say it's about the climate. It is about the climb, but honestly, the reward of being like, I made this life for myself. I, you know, I can't experience that yet. I'm only 20, I came from, a, you know, I feel fortunate to come from a very privileged background, but I, I can't imagine the reward that must come with that of saying like, you know, I built this life from the ground up and this is mine and I want to do the same thing for my children. That must be a really rewarding experience. Hey again, it's me Will, your ever faithful host. This is just a gentle reminder that if you're enjoying my conversation with Derek, to go follow and subscribe to the Changeup. I really appreciate all your support. Now, back to the Changeup. Um, I also wanted to ask a little bit about. Obviously, you're talking about how your parents influenced you and gave you instilled some really good values in you know, just discipline, hard work. How? Okay, I've got two questions. I guess. How would you encourage other people to kind of, from the the upbringing that you ha- had? Sorry, from that perspective, how would you encourage other people to be hard workers? And secondly, given that you're a father yourself, how would you encourage other parents to instill those values in their kids?
0: I, I think like um, it's it's really mindset. Like for me, um, you know, seeing that my parents worked hard and you know, eventually, kind of like moving to better places and you know having better food on the table you, you kind of realize like wow like you know this tastes good like this food tastes good or well, this place was nice i won, not you know i'm so glad that they worked hard to achieve this um because what uh i would have never known of these you know things in life unless they worked this hard so i mean taken from that kind of concept i the way i think is um when when teaching people or working with people like Don't, um, face, uh, challenges. And, um, I guess what what I'm trying to say is, um, don't, don't fear, uh, losing, but fear not winning. Right. So Mm. have that mindset in you, like, you know, take those risks so you can win. Right. Instead Mm of don't like not taking those risks because you might lose. Right.
1: Wow, there's so much that, in life that you can experience right totally that that's a great way to look at it. i've never thought about it from that point of view it's almost like the you miss 100 of the shots you don't take but this one's a lot more detailed and it actually makes a lot more sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, and, told it. what were you about to say there
0: um another thing is like um you know you you read social media you read um other news and you see a lot of people like being successful right um mm-hmm. and obviously you know you don't see um all the sweat and blood that goes behind um you know what they've done to achieve where they are um you know like for example my dad he's in construction now he used to be a nurse but he went into construction like he started picking up garbage um you know doing um menial work um whether it's like just uh being an assistant to someone who who trained him to do what he is you know doing now which is a successful contractor developing Know, beautiful houses but he had to start mm-hmm. somewhere right so i think um another kind of um thing that really resonated with me was if you want to be extraordinary you, you just really have to do that extra work to get to where you want to be right um, without that extra work you're just going to be ordinary <laughs> so i mean it's kind of a simplistic way but it, it that really always resonated with me that you know just just do what it takes whether it's you know if you, you, you may feel that it's below you uh, and we've all kind of had those jobs or positions where we've moved to that may not have been um, a promotion, but every little um, the experience and learning you get along the way is really promoting you to move up eventually, right, to where you want to be. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really interesting. I think there's also kind of this counter movement to that right now in a lot of ways that I see of like, don't work yourself too hard, right? And I, I think that there can definitely be a balance, though, struck between that. And I think For that sure. maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe that's something that you were saying, like before. You know, oh, I wish you know my mom had maybe been a bit more balanced in her approach to parenting. You were saying that I think before, and like I think that there, there definitely does need to be a balance because it's important to make sure you don't take your relaxation too far. Not that relaxation is important. I'm a huge fan of relaxation. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge fan of sleeping in yeah. and, and hitting the snooze button, but it's the effort that matters. And I think that sounds like the message that your parents were trying to instill on in you.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, like um, sometimes it's not just the result. It's, it's the effort. I mean, growing up, I was actually not good in school, um, but oh, really? I think, yeah, I mean like they put me in French immersion and honestly, I, I think I feel like every single course, because they even (laughs) taught English and math in French and you can't teach English in French. kind of thing. Well, I'm just kidding. You know what I mean, right? Everything was in French. It was foreign to me. And I either, I I was just not good at learning languages or I was just Mm -hmm. a slow learner. But what, what I think they did instill in me that was, um, good was like, you know, know, try hard. Right. I mean, if you fail, like, we're still going to be disappointed, but at least, you know, we're going to be happy that you, uh, didn't give up and you, you did your best, but um, sometimes it's mm-hmm. not just the result and You yeah. know, it's the, the the grit and the persistence, right?
1: Yeah. Totally so if someone like were to look at their life right now, no matter what age they are and You know realize oh shoot I am NOT working as hard as I could be Oh, I feel like maybe I'm slacking off a bit more than I want to be even You know going into a new school you're going into a new job or something like that just going into a new opportunity you know, you mentioned what kind of mindset might be useful of, as in like, don't be afraid of losing, be afraid of not winning. That's an important mindset. But how does that actually manifest in your life? Like if you were to recommend a habit or perhaps like an activity to kind of, you know, get your productivity up, motivate yourself to keep working. Um, what would that be? Do you think if you could t- have a tangible life changing, not life changing, but like a tangible change in your life, what would, it, what would you recommend to somebody like that? Let me think about,
0: it. well, I, I think uh, this might not really apply to your question, but I think what really helped me was um, just surrounding yourself with um, the people who you want to be like, right? Um, yeah. I, I read like you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. So yes. you know, if, if you're um, hanging out with, with like-minded people or people you want to aspire to be like, um, those are the people that you should uh, spend your time with and invest your, your time in, right? I would say, you know, surround yourself with those people. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not saying to ditch your, 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 your friends, but, um, you know, learn from those people. Right. Um, and, um, eventually you, you're going to be like them because whether it's, um, you know, everybody compares themselves to other people, right? Sometimes when, when you talk to your friend or, or whatever, then they say, Oh, you know, like I, I did this or I got this and, um um you know or achieve this you know you, you kind of want to be like that and you kind of almost feel not jealous but you know it kind of just pushes you to try harder because they did it why can't you do it right so totally. you know, just surround yourself and i'm not saying like don't be proud of your friends like that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying you know i think the people that you spend your time with are, are definitely influence you, whether you know it or not
1: right definitely you know i think success doesn't happen by accident it always happens yeah. for a reason whether it's hard work or opportunities that are like given to you that thing those kind of things never happen by accident so if you don't you know don't make friends by accident and you go out and like choose people you admire and you choose to spend time around them whether it be, like even if it's like um, a celebrity and you want to listen to their podcast or something like that if you just spend time listening to what those people have to say spend time talking to them if you can you know you're going to erase that you know oh i accidentally got lucky and succeeded you'll be like i'm surrounding myself with the right people and i'm going to succeed for the right reasons now
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just to add to that, like, uh, it's also important to, to not really care about what people think. Uh, I know, I I know like, you know, sometimes, um, even for myself, like you you kind of be self-conscious if you want to try something or, you know, you want to succeed in what you try. Right. And often it doesn't feel good. If you, uh, you know, fail at something, you you kind of take it, uh, personally or, or you feel like that failure is you because you didn't do things great. But, like don't hold that back like right? like don't worry about what people think about you, don't worry about failure just just try things right. I mean, like I said earlier, like um just because you didn't get promoted to where you want to be or you uh you got that position that just felt like a always promotion, like everything you try, whether you learn or you don't learn or whether you stumble or um it's it's always something that I think will contribute to the person that you know you you know that you later will aspire to be because everything is just um. It's like building Lego, you know, you're just building yourself up, right? Or sideways.
1: Totally. totally. I mean, even if you're adding pieces on the side of the Lego structure, you're still adding to the structure, right? It's still a stronger base, right? Yeah, just don't tip over too much. <laughs> I'm definitely guilty of doing that with my Lego sets, I won't lie. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting today, Derek. It's been an absolute pleasure and I learned a bunch about about where how you were raised and I think it's super interesting and I think people who, heard it, who hear it will agree with me and hopefully take some away from it.
0: Yeah, it's my pleasure, Will, and thanks for the opportunity.
1: Now, I'd like to thank you, the listener. I'm so glad that you were here to enjoy what I'm creating. If you liked what you heard today, please leave a stellar review and make sure you, your friends and your dog are all subscribed to the changeup. I'm also excited to tell you that I'm currently working on distributing the podcast to Apple podcasts. I'm also excited to tell you that I'm planning on creating transcripts of the show because it's important that everyone have equal access to this material. If you would like to appear on a future episode of The Change-Up, you can reach out to me at will.oxdb at gmail.com. Or you can DM the Change-Up Instagram page, which is all one word, The Change-Up Podcast. Thanks for listening today. May we get what we want, but never what we deserve.